but they're engaged. Doesn't matter, it can't happen. Why not? It's bound to come up. It's impossible. Lois could never have Superman's baby. Do you think her fallopian tubes can handle his sperm? I guarantee he blows a load like a shotgun right through her back. What about her wound? Do you think it's strong enough to carry his child? Sure, why not? He's an alien, for Christ's sake. His Kryptonian biological makeup is enhanced by Earth's yellow sun. If Lois gets a tan, the kid could kick right through her stomach. Only someone like Wonder Woman has a strong enough uterus to carry his kid. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. You know, what about all those people enjoying their breakfast at IHOP? Gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find. We are back. Yes. Oh, boy. Um, we took last week off, and I'll mention why we took last week off in just a moment. But, uh, well, first, I want to I I introduce you to everybody on the show. Um, Matt couldn't be here this week, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. But uh, first of all, I want to say hello again to our good friend, Sean Keenan. Sean, welcome back to the show, sir. Thanks for having me, Adam. Oh man, I tell you, our our our, uh, our last podcast with you has been our most downloaded as of yet. So, uh, yes, I'm sure it had nothing to do with Star Trek. It was all, to, it, yeah, was all it, was it was all you. It's all you. I put asses in seats. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now we've had this other podcaster on this show before, but uh, not in this particular way. I want to introduce everybody for the first time, Laura Portress. Portress, awesome. No, it was it was being dramatic. That was a Shatner pause. No, that That's... wasn't a Shatner pause. That was a what's her last name again? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, it's I can't mine. call you McCarricker anymore. No, that was a Shatner pause. I'm pretty good at it. Uh, but yes. Uh, so yeah, we got married uh, last week, and we were on our honeymoon, so we didn't do a uh, film find. But uh, there you go. So uh, oh yeah, and so uh, I hope you've enjoyed the music so far. Is it great for you guys? All I could think of is the music video. Not that I like yep. this song or anything, but I worked at Kmart at the time, and we had this shitty music setup, so you could hit different records and see like a small snippet of a video. Right. This one was on there, and I just remember the video very well because of it. People would constantly hit it. Uh, the song actually uh, plays a, 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 a funny part in uh, "This Is the End," and I was going to talk oh. about that a little bit later. But uh, <laughs> quite a quite a quite a good movie, and this is one of those. There's there's it's a great soundtrack overall, but uh, this is one of the standouts as just being fucking hilarious. I can admit 
It's an enjoyable song. But if it's you'd fun. asked me it's in high stupid. school, I would have been like, fuck no. Oh, no. It's one of those songs that, like, you do not want to admit you like this song. But, like, if you're alone in your car, you'll probably crank this up and just dance I, Look, I freely, admit, I freely admit, I think it's an awesome song. I really do. It's good. I freely admit it. And, uh, uh, and I'll tell you the weird thing about this song now is that the girls who, who – legitimately like the song when they were kids when it first came out are all getting married now yeah. and so at every bachelorette party this song is blasting and oh my god I can't believe it and and, and that, so that's what I think every time I hear the song oh yeah and you know there's one bachelorette I liked NSYNC better Justin was yeah. better than Brian <laughs> yes. you don't even know what you're talking about yeah. of course High school me was like, fuck that. Now I listen to Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. Fuck your stupid <laughs> pop music shit. And now what the hell do I listen to? Nothing about well, it's, pop it's, music and it's, dance. That, that's funny because my, my, my kids are that way too with, with popular music now. Like yeah, they're, the, they're the kids that were the same kids that I were, I was in, in high school where like they, they think that they've, in, that they've discovered the Pogues. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's this band that no one's ever heard of before. It's called the Pogues. Yes, baby, I know. I, I listen to them, too. Liar. <laughs> you just say that because you just want to make me mad. But Yeah, all right. So we'll, and that's uh, so that's what we're going to do today. We're actually going to talk about – I'm going to talk a little bit about um, uh, This is the End. Unfortunately, Matt can't be in our podcast today. Uh, and we were – I was told, told to give a giant fuck you to Comcast – because Comcast was supposed to come over to his place today and put in his internet. He's in the process of moving. And they didn't show up. Surprise, surprise, a cable company is terrible at what they do. That explains why I couldn't access... Uh... Oh, no, you're... Oh. Shut up. Now you're... Now, great. Now we're fucked. Good job. That's larceny, sir. Great. Matt. Now we're that all going larceny. to jail. I'm bleeping that out in the fucking editing process. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I don't. You, I never bleep content, but this is the first time I'm going to do it. You can say whatever you want to say on this show, but if you do things that incriminate us, I might have to fucking bleep it out. Okay, Jesus. That's great. That's great. Hey, I've just been your honeymoon. Going to jail. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, you know stuff. So unfortunately, Matt can't be with us, and uh, but we are going to save. We were going to talk about. Um, the Purge as well, because Laura and I got a chance to see that on our honeymoon, and we could have picked a better film, but whatever. Um, so we're going to be talking about that uh, next week, actually. So we're going to do that in like uh, probably World War Z and uh, maybe do it, do it up that way. But um, a sneak preview, and eh, that's so good. Um, <laughs> but today we are going to be talking about the movie that everyone seems to be talking about. America has voted with the dollar. And Man of Steel is a huge box office success, and um, well, we is we, anyone surprised? We're, we're not surprised that it's a, that it is a success, but I would say that we're a little surprised on where critics and fans seem to kind of lay with it. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, let's see, we're going to do we're going to do a little bit of what you've been watching, but since we were on our honeymoon, we didn't have a whole lot of chance to watch a ton of stuff. But we're also going to talk a little bit about, well, apparently Laura's pointing at me going, I got something. Yeah, it's not movies, but TV. That's fine. And we'll talk, we'll, so we'll talk about that. And uh, also, uh, so we our, our honeymoon was spent in uh, Universal Studios Orlando. And uh, we're going to talk about some of those rides and uh, a ride that's upcoming and whether or not it's going to be worth your time. So with that, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, do some What You've Been Watching, and then we're going to jump into Man of Steel the new film by Zack Snyder. 
of 300 fans. Eh, 300. Anyways. All right, everybody. So uh, stay tuned. We will be right back. <laughs> Yes, you lucky people, just sit back for a moment, relax, and notice the delightfully clean, cool, and refreshing atmosphere of this scientifically air-conditioned theater. Great, isn't it? Remember, you can enjoy great motion picture entertainment all summer long in cool comfort at this theater. everybody welcome back we are going to jump into a little what you've been watching uh like i said i haven't had a, we haven't had a whole lot of time or anything but uh so let's start with you sean what have you been watching this week well i watched i watched cloud atlas this week <laughs> and it's it, cloud atlas is one of those movies where it's I, I like a good crazy movie i like a movie where you have no idea what they were thinking when they made this movie <laughs> There's so much money involved in the, in, in the making of the movie, and at times the, the choices that they, the filmmakers make it's so ballsy and, and crazy and great. I would recommend it to anyone who likes just absolutely crazy movies. Um, I, I don't know if it's great. I don't know if it's even good, but watching watching the movie several times, I turned to my wife and, and said. What the hell are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you know how everyone's complaining in the last couple of years about the whitewashing of roles, where right. it, it, where you know, oh, that was supposed to be an Asian character, but it actually it was cast with a white guy and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. This movie has the exact opposite happening, where not only is it a white person in the role, but, or, or, like I'm sorry, let me start over. Not only is it a black person playing the role, but they're they're they have the makeup of a white person on, or there's they white faced it. Yeah, they white faced it. Or there's also there's also this crazy moment where Halle Berry is playing a a Chinese scientist. It is crazy. Yeah, I I heard they like CGI'd people Asian. They did, they did, and it's not good. <laughs> they all look weird. But it doesn't matter because the whole thing is crazy. If, it, if that was the only crazy part to it, you'd go, well, what, what, come on, what, what are you trying to go for? <laughs> when that's just an element of it, you're like, okay. It, <laughs> it is, it is, it is mere, mere whip-topping on the crazy Sunday of that movie. It's, if, if, if you have three hours to spare, yes, that's right, <laughs> three Jesus. hours to spare, you should see Cloud Atlas. Oh, dear. Oh, no. I still there's there's a weird part of me that I I, I want to see it. I still haven't gotten a chance around to see it yet, but uh, I watch it in two parts. 
How about that? That's a lot. That three hours is a lot of time in a movie. Mm. And we'll speak about it a, a, another movie that had a lot of time uh, a little later in the show. Boy, did it. Oh, boy. All right, Laura, have you had anything? Uh... Not movie-wise, but TV finished up Game of Thrones for the season. Anxiously awaiting the next one. Can't really talk about it because... Is we... the game Parcheesi yet? No. Okay. No. I'm only jumping on when the game is Parcheesi or at least Pictionary. Well, it's more like musical chairs. No. Oh. Uh... But I dig it. Can't really talk too much about it because we have someone here who claims he wants to watch it but can't stop bitching about the first two episodes and how boring they are. And then uh, True Blood started up last Sunday. So I got uh, caught up on that. And See, I, I thought you were over with that show, though. No, 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 no. I came close. I came close. But I can't say no to um, Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, okay. <laughs> redneck <laughs> vampires. That show's never going to catch on. No, well, the one I like isn't a redneck. He's just, uh, you know, Mr sweet viking dude but anyway uh and then would I, you like to feel my pants no he doesn't sound he doesn't sound like that british british britannic oh dear lord and then uh, i've been i enjoying, like me i don't give a fuck i've been enjoying the last season of arrested development like a fine wine just maybe an episode or two i know a lot of people binged on it and watched it like in two days i've been i've got two episodes left that's how i watched it loving it i know a lot of people don't like it but i actually really dig it it's better well, than i thought it would be there was no way that that the that, that, that the new season was going to ever live up to the hype of what what people had built that show up to be. I Very thought true. it was great. I thought it was great. I did Kristen Wiig as young uh, as young Gammy. <laughs> I did I, too. Uh, great. <laughs> so so great. I did too. And of course, you know anything like I I love Adam. I don't think really gets the appeal of Arrested Development, but like I said, like like I've said before in the show, it's like it's not that I dislike the show. I, I've seen it several times, and what I've seen, I've enjoyed when I watch. But I I don't understand the crazy fanaticism that the movie uh, instills in people. You mean the show? But uh, <laughs> I'm thinking whatever. But uh, have you noticed? watching Arrested Development that it seems like every comedic actor or comedian was like oh the new season Arrested Development let me call my agent and get the smallest part possible or, or something there's yeah, just so there, many cameos there is a lot of that and there's also a lot of it was really it was really noticeable to me that oh we can't get everybody in the same room mm-hmm oh that, yeah that's that's what I've heard. I've heard there's a lot of like CG or uh, green screening and and whatnot of people into the into the scenes and whatnot. Is that noticeable? It because is. like because when I look at because when I would watch in the living room, I, I noticed that there's clearly a distinctive production value difference. It does look different. I don't know what they're shooting on and what they shot on prior, but right. it certainly there's a different look to it altogether. So I wonder, is that is that noticeable? It is. It is noticeable, but it, you know, it's not. It, you're not watching Arrested Development for for production value. You're, you're watching it. You're watching it for the clockwork of the writing, and the clockwork is definitely there. I mean, I, I don't know what you think, Laura, but I thought I thought the clockwork of it, of the way that they kept doing, where you'd see a scene, and then in another episode, the scene it, they would be in the same scene, but it would be completely different. And oh, I love that. I love that. I like, thought it was great. The, I, I really did. What was it, the first episode, I think, where Job's going to go get his happy pills, and like right before it, you see uh, George Sr. walking out? Right. You know, and, or you look and you see other characters in the background talking, and you're like, oh, I wonder what's going on. Well, in a few episodes, you'll find out. So this, oh, they and, go it up? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never seen Go, but I, I suppose yes. And uh, I really dig to... Um, Maria Bamford, I think, was the MVP of that season. Oh, God. Oh, so oh, funny. I didn't even know she could act. I didn't Me either. <laughs> but, oh, God. Like, her and David Cross together are just uh, so wonderful. So good. So good. 
Anything else? Nope, that's it. As I said, it was just TV. Finishing up Game of Thrones, starting the billeth season of True Blood, and Arrested Development. Well, uh, like I said, I don't really, I, I haven't really watched a whole heck of a lot, but I do want to talk a little bit about um, our trip to uh, Orlando. We went to uh, Universal Studios, and uh, of course, there's new things and there's old things that have gone away, and it's it's quite sad looking at a lot of them. You know, to realize, hey, the Back to the Future ride isn't here anymore. It's now the Simpsons ride. But I will say this. The um, scenario, if you will, that they put together for explaining why the Back to the Future ride isn't there and the Simpsons ride is there is quite ingenious. It all has to do with um, Dr. Frank pulls up to, uh, you know, it's like, oh, my God, the Back to the Future ride used to be here. And so he goes back in time to correct it and ends up actually causing the Simpson, uh, the Back to the Future ride to fail and uh, Krusty to own it. So he actually caused the horrible event that was getting rid of the Back to the Future. I just, it's far more funnier than I gave it in that four you know second. That sounds like it was written by the Simpsons writers. It was yeah. good. It was good. Now, you could really tell that it was obviously people who dug the Back to the Future ride <laughs> and were just kind of like, we know people are going to be pissed because this because this you know beloved ride is gone. Let's at sure. least explain it away in a funny manner. Mm-hmm. And they actually had Christopher Lloyd, uh, you know, voicing Doc Brown in the flashback thing. So uh, that was kind of cool. Uh, but let's see. Yeah, Jaws is gone. That's sad. Even Jaws though, is gone? Jaws yep. is gone. Mm-hmm. Wow. Really? Yeah. Jaws is gone. King Kong ride is gone. Uh, you know. King Kong ride has been gone for a while, though. Yeah, that's been gone for a good bit. But it, I don't know. I liked the King Kong ride. It was fun enough. I vaguely remember it because I went 13 years ago before we went on our honeymoon. And that was... It was still there. I, don't, I remember taking a picture inside the Kong hand, but I don't. Really I think remember everybody. The, <laughs> I don't remember the uh, the actual ride really. But yeah, Earthquake has been renamed to uh, Disaster, which is I thought was awesome. It was like the, what they do with it and the end product is, is pretty cool. And I don't want to kind of spoil anything. It's weird spoiling rides, but in, in a sense, you could spoil the ride. But Christopher Walken is in it, and it's fucking hilarious. Also, the technology they use to make it look like he's in the room talking yeah, to yeah, you from a stage. Like, that, that is something that Universal's done in a couple things, and they do in like the new Harry Potter ride inside a pretty faithful, you know, looking recreation of Hogwarts. Is that they've used a lot of different like hologram type stuff that, like, in many instances, looks really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's there's one where like Ron Hermione and uh, uh, Ron get up in Harry. like. Hmm? He said Ron Hermione, Ron Harry. Oh, whatever. The three of them, the three, the, the children, they're, they're up on like this balcony and they come in and like, you know, I mean, if you quick glance, it looks like they're fucking standing there. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive. And, uh, the Harry Potter ride is dope. I don't know. You know, you know, how, like you ride some of these rides and, um, so it's like, it's like a lot of, you know, actual projection screen stuff. And then there's real life elements in it and you're all on this track and everything's moving and, you know, you go up, down, left, right, and you tilt forward and backward and all that. Yeah. I I know how amusement rides work. Yeah. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But, but you know how that is in like how those physical elements, you know, usually they don't feel like, you know, they're menacing at all. These fucking effects are close as shit to you in the Harry Potter ride. It feels like you could just reach out and touch the thing that's kind of coming like right at your face, and it's it's pretty impressive. And uh, Laura got sick on the ride twice. Um. Mm. <laughs> I don't get motion sickness. That one did it though. That one did it. I don't know what the hell about that ride, but oh god, it makes me sad. But uh, yeah, overall, uh, 
fun experience. I was nerding out. But uh, we did uh, get a sneak preview of the Transformers ride. And uh, so they were doing, like, technical rehearsals for it, so there's a possible chance that the thing could go down in it, and they're just trying to make sure that all the kinks are out for its uh, June 20th release. And uh, so we got I like to call it Transformers. Yeah, we waited in line for about an hour, but that was better than most people were actually getting. Most people probably were ending up waiting two, three plus hours. And when it opens officially, it's going to be fucking madcap. And uh, it's it's boring. It's kind of a shitty one. I mean, if you've ridden the the Spider Man ride at uh, Islands of Adventure, you've ridden the Transformers ride. That's so it. The car, does the car turn into a robot that you're in? No. It supposedly is carrying, like, you know, this whatever. I didn't guffin. watch the shit film, so you know all this stuff. It's some sort of... Well, I mean, it's it's nothing... It's not really related much to the films at all, but oh. it's just like there's, you know, you're in a car that supposedly has this MacGuffin in it, and you're driving along, and, you know, you're supposed to get it to X location. But for the most part, the beats and everything are right on par with the Spider-Man ride. You might as well just ride the Spider-Man ride and enjoy that because it's better. Oh, yeah. and prepare to be driven crazy by all the switches in the waiting rooms that everyone has to see. This is so bizarre. I've oh, never seen this before. It's like, you know, I guess they wanted to give people something to do while they were bored in line. So and they also have, the look of the control room, I yeah. suppose. So they put all these, like, you know, like switches on these boards up and everything, and there's, like, little toggles and stuff all over the joint that you can sit there and Keyboards, hit and all this. And you and people just are smashing the shit out of them, and all you hear while standing in line is, and it's, it's going to drive people fucking nuts. And you know the ride hadn't been open officially at all, and there's already scratches and shit. And so I'm like, I don't know what their thought process was with this, but uh, anyway, don't do it. Don't wait, you know, three, four hours to get on this ride because at the end of it, you're just going to be like, well, that was fairly disappointing. I will say they do have pretty cool costumes of people walking around as, uh, what is it, um, Megatron? I'm not a Transformer. Oh, there was, yeah, there there was a guy in like a big ass Megatron costume that was pretty dope. Oh, that's cool. And because uh, he was like, I mean, the way that the costume builds him up, he's like, you know, like he's eight on feet stilts tall or something. Or, yeah, but it looked. I mean, it was it, pretty cool looking. But you know, other than that, you know, forget it. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's no good. But uh, yeah, all right. So that is uh, kind of what we've been watching. Uh, we got a lot of. Uh, we got some. This wedding was good for Criterion Blu-rays. I'll tell you that. We got uh, Videodrome and Bing, whoop, whoop. Bing John Malkovich and Seven, Seven Samurai. Samurai. Oh, I'm stoked about Seven Samurai. So. You know, we'll be watching some of those later on, but uh, we'll talk about those in future episodes. Anyway, speaking of moving on, we're going to move on right now, and we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back, and uh, I think we're just going to jump right into our review of Man of Steel.
All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, this week, we are going to jump into uh, our new review. This is uh, the movie that is making all of the splash at the box office. It made, what, somewhere in the neighborhood of $200 million at the... Uh, at so I the, guess uh, Zack Snyder is now forgiven for Sucker Punch. Well, I don't know that I'd go so far as that. But it well, actually, it made, it made uh, looks like... I think they're counting in Monday because we're already a little bit into the week. But uh, like around $140 million this weekend. So uh, needless to say, people are going to see Man of Steel, uh, the new film by Zack Snyder. Let's go ahead and take a listen to the trailer. Goodbye, my son. My hopes and dreams travel with you. You'll be an outcast. I'll kill him. How? be a god to them. What if a child dreamed of becoming something other than what society had intended? What if a child aspired to something greater? My son was in the bus. He saw what Clark did. You're the answer, son. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe. Can I just keep pretending I'm your son? You are my son. And I have to believe that you were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes the rest of your life, you owe it to yourself to find out what that reason is. How do you find someone who has spent a lifetime covering his tracks? For some, he was a guardian angel. For others, a ghost who never quite fit in. You will give the people of Earth an ideal to strive towards. They'll race behind you. They will stumble. They will fall. But in time, they will join you in the sun. In time, you will help them accomplish wonders. You believe your son is safe? I will find him! father believed if the world found out who I really was, it'd reject me. He was convinced that the world wasn't ready. What do you think? What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Well, here it's an S. How about... Excuse me. everybody that was the trailer for man of steel the new film directed by Zack snyder written by david s goyer and christopher nolan who kind of wrote the story um it's uh, uh well let's just let's start with this let's start with the history all right well, 
Let's let's go with Superman. Sean, where do you stand on Superman as a comic book character? I know you are a nerd, and uh, what's your history of Superman? Let's start there. I have been reading and continue to read Superman my my entire life. Um, I, I I love the character. I've always loved the character. He's I, I'm, I'm staring at my my bookshelves right now. There's a lot of Superman um, on my bookshelves right now. Um, I. I <clears throat> I've I, I watched all the movies, uh, even the bad, even the re, when it got really bad with Christopher Reeve with three and four. I watched all those. I watched uh, Superman Returns. I, I had huge problems with that movie, um, and so I came into this movie with this is these are the two things that su- a, a good Superman movie needs. One is that Superman ha- he has to be at the end of the movie. He has to be. The, the best of humanity. Mm-hmm. He, he has to come at, at the end of the movie. If he is not better than, uh, if he's not the pinnacle of, 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 of humanity, then they have not done their job. And the, and that's the problem with the last Superman movie is that the last Superman movie, he basically takes off on his kid. Who's Dead also super powered. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, at the end of the movie ends with him taking off on his kid. And a, a super powered kid, and with with a single mom who she, you know she's barely watching that kid. She's yeah, she barely, doesn't fucking care. She's busy. Yeah, she's very very busy. Um, so that was a problem. And and the second the second thing that a, that a good Superman movie needs is it needs a very strong villain. It needs to have a really terrific villain just to offset this this amazing character, the archetype of all superheroes in in, in American literature basically so and that's another problem that the superman movies have had that's why i think that as a kid everybody liked the second superman movie because there is a villain there there are villains there that are equal to superman whereas this last superman movie again it's lex luther and a land grab i mean again that's what we're doing with him and and it's why the first superman movie while good you, it's there's not a whole lot of re, rewatching of the first Superman movie. Yeah, I forgot Although how I, long that movie is too. I, yeah, it's I rewatched really it a few years ago. It's fucking long. It's really long. It's really long. And so when it comes to this new movie, and I, I completely understand why people would hate it. I totally, totally understand why it's been so divisive with with critics and with comic book nerds like myself. I love it based on those two things alone. I love this movie. And and I'm not going to lie to you, the first half hour of this movie, I was almost out. You know, you got Superman's dad riding a dragon. I don't want to see that. <laughs> that was really weird. But then again, I thought that was maybe just something referenced in comic books because I'm not that familiar with the Superman well, comics you know, that were at him. You know, as as nerdy as you got with the Star Trek movie, Laura, is as nerdy as I'm about to get now. Because... <laughs> Because Jorel, who is Superman's dad, Jorel is a scientist, which basically they got that part right. But he's he in, in the last couple of years, what they've done in the comic books is they've they've been exploring what really made this guy send his kid in a rocket. Because yeah, it's one thing to be like, hey, we're going to save our kid. I want to see him move on. It's another thing entirely when you're in that moment to actually put the kid in the rocket and have the rocket take off. Right. And that's one of the things that I thought the movie did fairly well is that there's a moment where they're like, oh, man, maybe we shouldn't maybe we shouldn't put this kid in the rocket and shoot him off to a planet that we've never seen before. 
And 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 I thought that was a really nice moment. And you know, once they once they do the flip and get to Earth, then it's great. It, to me, it starts mm-hmm. it starts getting very good. Um, but th- those are the two things that you really have to nail with a Superman movie. A is he the pinnacle of of humanity, and B it, does the villain does the villain hold up? And I thought that they did both of those things very very well in this movie. What did you guys think, Laura? I liked it though. I had some problems. No, no. <laughs> other than so, you've pretty much only just really watched the Superman movies. right? The only Superman comic I ever read was the same one that everyone our age read when Superman was supposed to die thanks to Doomsday, and then there were what there was the, the Man of, of Superman. yeah, there was like Superboy, Man of Steel guy I, I, that was oh, later that done in a ridiculously too complicated. Yeah, it was really complicated, but everyone read that. Yes. I think because yes. it's a big deal. Like, oh my God, they're killing off Superman! No, they're not really. It was just a big publicity thing for everyone to buy those comics which they did which we did and it totally worked it totally yeah worked. we all did it was like everybody bought like the superman one we all had the like here's the here's the one in the black bag and here's the one in the white bag and you want right. one that you open and then the, another one that you don't open it's right. gonna be worth something yeah it's not gonna, worth that much yeah, no because there's so many <laughs> yeah. out there but um that's yeah, they, that's seen, the 90s for comics <laughs> i've seen superman although i like within the past two or three years i rewatched it on netflix uh, Superman 2 I need to rewatch because I just have some memories. It's been a long time since I've seen Superman 2. I don't mm-hmm. even know if it's on Netflix anymore. I just remember Superman being a total dick at one point in the movie. I think because that's of... The, that's the third one. That's the third one where he's a dick? Yeah, that's the third one where where, he ha- where Clark Kent actually has to fight Superman in a junkyard. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah, that is right because that also had Richard Pryor and the thing that terrified me as a <laughs> Which child. Which every Superman movie needs. A well, great, great black comic. Well, no, but I remember now because they did a How Did This Get Made episode on it. Now I'm remembering. No, no two I remember. Three is the one that I'm spotting on because it's been a really long time. But I just remember at the end being terrified as a child of the lady that became a, a met- metallic thing. Do you, do you remember what I'm right, talking about? Right. It's been so long since I've seen the, these things. The tentacles come out of the computer and engulf her and, and, and take her. Yeah, I remember just being terrified by that as a child, and then I never saw Quest for Peace. I never saw that one. I hear that's that, pretty awful. It's, it's that terrible. Would, that would terrify you now that it was actually produced in Maine. It's just like what really was. There's some fun stuff in there. It's like as far as like a campy kind of bullshit thing go uh-huh. with with Luther and it's. I, I, is this an adult, is that Dolph Lundgren that's in that movie? No, I forget oh, who it is, it but it's not like it. Okay. Yeah. All right, and then I saw Superman Returns with Brandon Routh, the uh, Brian Singer one, and I was like, yeah, it's all right. I yeah. don't think it. I think a lot of people shout on Brandon Routh though. I don't think it's his fault. I thought he looked like a uh, what is it? Christopher Reeve asks Superman. I think yeah. that Henry Cavill is a g- great step away from that, and mostly the muscle department. Jeez, dudes, that well, dude is built. And I'll, <laughs> I'll say this, like, um, and so I'll get into a little bit of my. It's like I've, um, I, I grew up in a nerd household. I like to refer to myself as kind of a second generation geek. There's not been a time where I haven't known, you know, sci-fi and comic books and Star Wars and Star Trek and all that shit. I just have never known a world where that shit didn't exist, and. Um, by and large, with comics, you know, there are two groups of people, uh, DC and Marvel people. Now, it's not to say that people that like DC can't like Marvel and Marvel can't like DC. But when you, you know, put, your, you put it down on the table, you like one more than the other. I was a Marvel. And we were, we were a Marvel household for the most part. Um, so, like, I, I, I didn't grow up reading a ton of Superman comics. I mean, I, I obviously read my fair share. And, and like you said, uh, with the death of Superman, that obviously, you know, there was a giant resurgence in all of Superman books. 
and uh, that that whole rigmarole and, and the things that were you know that followed after that. So I, you know, I had a history in that, but uh, you know, for me, it's like I was always b- more Batman than Superman. I always enjoyed Batman as a character far more than Superman because you know he is Superman is the big blue Boy Scout, and uh, there's there's not. When you truly get down to it, I don't think there's any not that much compelling about Superman as a character. There's some things in there, and that that could be. But I totally, uh, I totally, totally disagree with you. No, no, I'm saying there could be, but they, it's so rarely tapped, in my opinion. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the first, I, I mean, just the just his origin story. It's the Jewish immigrant story. You know, it's the it, it, and and if you nail that, and this movie nailed that, and and uh, he. He is the pinnacle again. I keep saying this over and over again. He's the he's the pinnacle of of, of humanity, like the best that uh, that that you can possibly be, because he has all this power in the world. But the thing that actually makes him super is that he chooses to do the right thing. He always chooses to do the right thing, and that is that's the problem that he that he runs up against. Yeah, we'll and we'll talk you, about that a little bit in spoilers, but like I, I do get. No, what, well, I'm, yeah. I'm just talking about when the com- in the comic book. Okay. Okay. Because when you, so I can see where I can see where someone would be bored by that. But you know the character when you when when you compare Superman to Batman, the, Batman Batman actually for somebody who the, that is considered basically a loner, there are a lot of people helping Batman out. Constantly. That's true. He has he has a huge supporting cast. Superman has one person helping him. He has Lois, just Lois helping him. And it's because he leads a fairly lonely existence because in order to be so so great, he can't be around a lot of people that are telling him, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe maybe you need to do this instead. Whereas Batman can, can listen to other people because he has their perspective. Who has Superman's perspective? No one. So it's a very lonely existence. And, I, and, and I, that's another thing that I thought the movie got right. Well, you're right, but see, and that's the thing that that is the hard part with Superman. That you know, it's of all the characters, and that's why you know I always kind of tended to lean towards Marvel is because you know the, those characters were far seem to be far more relatable. Right. Um, they they seem to be more you know anchored in the real world. I mean, for heaven's sake, you know, DC had to put out Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, you know, because kids just couldn't fucking relate to Superman. It's like, well, maybe they can relate to his little, you know, buddy friend over that here. Isn't, that isn't why they put that comic book out. They put that comic book out because they thought they'd sell more. Woo! Like, it's selling so much. I don't know. That's just what I've heard. i off with his stupid buddy, his stupid <laughs> half-retarded buddy. We'll do that, too. And we'll hey, make money hey, that. And he's we'll maybe three-quarters retarded. <laughs> Give him a break. I... I, I I will fight you tooth and nail. I will fight you tooth and nail that <laughs> Superman is a boring character. Superman is is uh, is he relatable? No, because he's always great. He's always the best. And so it's hard it's it's hard to to write that and be interesting. I totally agree with that part. But when somebody gets it, when somebody really nails it, and I think that I think that first Superman movie really nails it of just just the sheer joy of 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 Superman. Now I want I want to take a moment out because I hundred percent agree with you. And now I'm gonna now I'm gonna display someone who who actually gets it and um, thoroughly displayed that in this movie. Though this man would never ever fucking direct a Superman movie, but I thought gets the character of Superman better than than probably anyone that I've seen in quite some time. So uh, let's just take a, a minute or two out here, and uh, I'm gonna play a little. Song. Oh, I think I know what this might be. As you know. 
I'm quite keen on comic books. Especially the ones about superheroes. I find the whole mythology surrounding superheroes fascinating. Take my favorite superhero, Superman. Not a great comic book, not particularly well drawn. But the mythology. The mythology is not only great, it's unique. How long does this shit take to go into effect? About two minutes. Just long enough for me to finish my point. Now, a staple of the superhero mythology is there's the superhero and there's the alter ego. Batman is actually Bruce Wayne. Spider-Man is actually Peter Parker. When that character wakes up in the morning, he's Peter Parker. He has to put on a costume to become Spider-Man. And it is in that characteristic Superman stands alone. Superman didn't become Superman. Superman was born Superman. When Superman wakes up in the morning, he's Superman. His alter ego is Clark Kent. His outfit with the big red S. That's the blanket he was wrapped in as a baby when the Kents found him. Those are his clothes. What Kent wears, the glasses, the business suit, that's the costume. That's the costume Superman wears to blend in with us. Clark Kent is how Superman views us. And what are the characteristics of Clark Kent? He's weak. He's unsure of himself. He's a coward. Clark Kent is Superman's critique on the whole human race. Sort of like Beatrix Kiddo and Mrs. Tommy Plimpton. You know, I think that no one's ever really explored Superman, you know, like Tarantino did in, in Kill Bill Volume 2. And I, I, you know, for me, that's what I want. I was just like, the, you know, when I heard that speech, you know, in the theater for the first time, it was just like, holy shit, somebody gets it. Why can't someone... And, and like I said, my knowledge of, of the Superman books, and I started reading back when the, uh, the New 52 launched, and I got, you know, uh, about like, you know, almost half a year into it before uh, I uh, kind of lost some – my, my job got shitty and I can't afford to buy comics every fucking month anymore. But, you know, no one's – as far as I know, no one's tackled anything, you know, quite in that manner. Sean, please correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong well, about this. You are dead wrong, sir. Dead okay, wrong. but that's what that's what I'm. That's why we have you here, my friend. Before before the new fifty two, where where things just I, I have I I've, I've read very little of the new fifty two because it's all terrible and 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 everything's drawn like it's the nineties and it's terrible. I love the nineties. Oh, like with what's his name, Liefeld? No, it's, yes. not, it's not Liefeld. Yeah, it looks, a lot of it, it. It's more. It's more like Jim Lee. I love where, Jim Lee's my favorite artist of all time. So I can't. You know, that's why I like. <laughs> Everybody's hair is always wet. Like women are wearing nothing. All the guys have high collars and 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 satch and, and like pouches for no reason. It's ridiculous. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, anyway. to each his own. <laughs> but what they're doing, what what they were doing um, uh, a, a few years back is because uh, James Robinson and Jeff Johns got into uh, 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 this huge arc where. Superman is basically is basically Superman. You know his his the, when he doesn't want people calling him Superman, he has them call him Cal. That yeah, that's his real name. That. That's his real name is Cal. 
And and so other heroes start calling him Cal. Wonder Woman calls him that. It's only Batman who still will call him Clark because Batman's got to give him the little, eh, 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 you know, like little jab. You're still human to me. Right. Still human. You you know. So there, the the answer is yes. They do, they do explore. They have in the last few years they have explored that. And the the James Robinson Jeff Johns arc is they really they really took a lot in this last movie. They took a lot away from it of that big long story arc. And if if you enjoyed this movie, you should you should check out some of those some of those stories because they're great. They're great. I always enjoy Jeff Johns writing. So I mean I I. I could probably uh, without even having read it i can probably back you up on that statement because everything that i read from that guy is uh pretty much gold um yeah so that's just that's my thought like uh overall though um well let's let's just let's kind of jump into the movie then um by and large i i liked the movie but i did not love this movie um it had a lot of the elements i'll say this uh, it's it's the best it's the best Superman movie since Superman. Agreed. Since Superman the movie. Um, what, you agree too? I mean, well... If see, you watch 2, Laura, if you watch 2 now, you will see why it's not so great a movie. The, okay. the bad guys in that movie are awesome, but there's so much slapstick stupidity in that movie that... Oh, I will have to give it a rewatch. It has been years since I've seen that movie. But I, do, I will say I put Michael Shannon above Terrence Stamp as odd. That's all I'm saying. And I told you this in the theater, and I will tell you this now. Terrence Stamp is a fucking national treasure, and you will not talk bad about him. A I mean, British I, national treasure. I thought he was Aussie. <laughs> is he British? I thought he was yes. Australian. Okay, well, sorry. Maybe he is Australian. Maybe he is Australian. I don't He's know. a little Australian, a little British, a little bit uh, country, a little bit rock and roll. He's all the same. Uh, he's, he's in American movies. He's American, goddammit. No. <laughs> That's how I view things. I, know, I, I like the movie. I had problems. I have like a few. I think the movie's too fucking long. Wait. I, I sat in there. I was like, Jesus. Oh, I was like, well, that's funny. I say Jesus Christ because, good Lord, Zack Snyder. Could yeah. you be a little more <laughs> ham-fisted with the Christ allegories in this? I'm like, I don't mind. Go, go ahead and do those. It's okay. Which is also ironic because of uh, Superman being created I by two Jews. I'll give my only son Kale to sacrifice himself. And he comes out with Christ pose and everything. It's like it's a little ham-fisted. I mean, it's like you know, just be a little well, more they subtle. Well, the buddy. wrong Chris Cornell song at the beginning. As it left behind, <laughs> they shouldn't have been left behind from the. <laughs> single soundtrack should have been Jesus Christ pose. Bam. Don't know how people get that. But anyway. <laughs> but he's in the church and then there's like, there's Jesus right behind him. It's just like, you must have, I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, just like. It's not hit- only, look, it's not only that Jesus is behind him. It's also that Jesus is behind him and he's wearing red. <laughs> Come on, man. I forgot about that. That's well, right. <laughs> Still in that and like and but that was that was the moment though um you know in that stained glass here's a little biblical fun fact for you that was that was at the time where you know he where Jesus was actually going do I you know questioning whether or not that he's going to you know die for humanity which is exactly what Superman is doing in this exact same time should I go and do this I don't know it's, you know well we can well, hit it a little I, more I on the head Zack Snyder Gee, I have a lot to say about that when, once we get to spoilers but uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna remain silent right now okay. Oh, and the, yeah, the critiques, yeah, the was it the Jesus thing, the length of the movie. I had a problem with all the fucking CGI. Now, when I think of like a really great, oh, I'm sorry, I can get closer to the mic. When I get think of a really good 
CGI battle, I looked to the Avengers because I think the Avengers did that perfectly where you could follow what was going on. Even with, with everything, with the alien invasion and everyone fighting and doing their own like little battle scenes, you could follow it. I found it... I, I, I don't know if that sounds like stupid of me, but I had a hard time following, okay... There now, now it's Zod and Superman fighting. Where the fuck does he end and the other one begin? Because there was just so much to pay attention to on the screen. I think the worst part, though, was near the end with Superman and the one ship, uh, the one in the Indian Ocean. Right. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, did you feel that way too? I just thought, I was, man, this is just a lot it, to fucking pay attention to. It's tough. It's and like, if you really, if you look over Zack Snyder's career, for the most part, and and like he doesn't rely on it in this one, and and I'll give him credit for it, but. He he doesn't do any of his regular slow motiony kind of stuff that he's been known for, especially since three hundred, where he'll just really slow down the action and show you every single piece of every single thing that's happening. And um I, I think because I think without that it's he doesn't really he doesn't have that kind of sense of really where to, you know, kind of put the eye and put you into, you know, w- what you're watching and where knowing just a spatial relationship of everything. Oh, this has happened so I know we're over here. I think the king of that really has got to be Spielberg because when you watch Spielberg stuff, for the most part you can always kind of tell exactly where you are. You t- you go to another shot, but everything is very continuous, very spatial to where you can you get everything that's going on. And uh, Abrams is, Abrams is good with that too with with action where you know where they're at. Mm-hmm. It, he's very good with that. But um, you you, you got to have a like there's a there's a specific, you know, finesse and hand that you got to have to be really fucking good at that and I don't think Zack Snyder really has that. Also, one well, last quibble. One last quibble. It's so dumb, but I was reading IMDb of the people who were considered for Jonathan Kent and as much as I dig uh, Kevin Costner, it would have been so cool to see Kurt Russell as Jonathan Kent. That's all i got to say. Now I'll back away. Yeah. Don't, don't uh, I mean, I mean, Kurt Russell it. is a national goddamn treasure. No, I'm not saying that he's not. I, 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 love, I, love, I love, love, love Kurt Russell. I do. But I thought that Kevin Costner was so, – and I'm glad I didn't know that because it might have, it might have uh, changed my opinion. But I thought Kevin Costner was absolutely great. In oh, movie. he was. But it's just me. It's like I love, I love Kurt Russell. I don't think he's in enough. No. Now that he's gotten older. But anyway, that was my little quibble, and that's all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd say o- overall, overall, like I liked it. I just, I really wanted to love it. And and, well, and I think if you could have cut cut about 20 minutes of it out, you might have had like a pretty darn good film. Because like overall, the acting is, is pretty solid. Though there are a couple, there's a couple line readings in this where I am really kind of questioning some of it. Where it's like, I it seemed a little stilted and weird. But for the most part pretty enjoyable i mean I, I thought the acting was great the special effects were by and large pretty good even oh, though National that you goddamn couldn't quite... tra- treasure michael shannon no but yeah <laughs> even though there were a couple of, there were a couple of laundries in his, i was like no no uh, you will not speak ill of, I, of I, michael I, shannon i can speak a little you will not speak ill of nelson van alden no you will not um i'm gonna compliment sandwich uh this movie um uh because that's the way i learned how to do it um Russell Crowe, if you're going to have Russell Crowe in your movie, always, always give me Maximus Russell Crowe. And this movie <laughs> gave me Maximus Russell Crowe. It, it, m- apparently Maximus died and then, and then he came back on a distant planet where he was a scientist because it is the same character. That is the exact same character. He's always I, – I, he, he, I could listen to Maximus Russell Crowe all day long. 
And and luckily, when he w- w- he's in the movie a lot, so I, I I got my Maximus Russell Crowe fix, which is awesome. Uh, like you said, like you said, Laura, Michael Shannon is really really good in this movie. Like better 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 than the lines dictate, which which some of those lines are, are so bad. I know the line reads are, are are not great at times. What is he supposed to say with a lot of that stuff, yeah. man? I mean, they're really bad. Uh, I, I, the, the, the bad stuff is there's way too much product placement. Oh there's yeah. That, that was the other thing. Oh fuck, man. That was, yeah. There's that man. one, the, the fight, the, the, the big fight that starts in Kansas and it goes from Sears to the Seven Eleven to the, I, I can't remember what the third thing is. They're fighting outside a Sears parking lot. And I they want to know it's a Sears parking lot. Oh yeah. I hop of all things. When I think I, Superman, I think I hop. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, of course, you you had to notice in all the shots the camera that Lois Lane was using was a Nikon. That was another one that well, got a lot. Th- of- at least, at least that's like that's a credible thing because most reporters and stuff, most most professional camera people are either going to be using a Nikon or a Canon. So like that's like some things aren't out of the realm of possibility, but it's like it's when product placement to me is so obtrusively terrible. And uh, the number one uh, uh, guilty party of this is uh, Frank Miller's um, uh, what do you call it? The, the spirit. There is a scene in that movie where the whole movie's in this desaturated, damn near black and white, just like Sin City, and for no fucking reason. Right in the middle of these two characters, it's never touched, it's never referenced, no one ever does anything about it, but a big fucking blue Aquafina bottle sits right in the middle of the screen and is the most obtrusive, take you out of the fucking moment, product placement, I think, in movie history. I thought Thor the had Aquafina, a few. The Aquafina is what took you out of the moment in that movie? <laughs> well, no, the there's Aqu- a lot more. That movie was the biggest pile of garbage I've seen in oh a long time. Oh, my God, time. that movie's awful. Oh. That movie is awful. I don't want to do a commentary for that I was movie. about to say, Thor was pretty bad with the Kashi or the Kashi products. <laughs> Didn't bother me. I don't even remember that, so that just shows that it doesn't matter. But that Aquafina, holy shit, that movie You were, you were staring at dreamy Chris Hemsworth, admit it. Yeah. Get lost in his eyes. It's nice. <laughs> Can't wait! I can't wait for Thor two. Fucking looks great. Uh, uh, the the other thing that really uh, is upsetting to me about <laughs> about Man of Steel is, good God, man, I need to work out. Good God well, Almighty! If nothing else makes you feel terrible about yourself and your own physical condition. Watch this man with his shirt off. Now, let me ask you a question, Laura. Mm-hmm. Now, because you are a very uh, liberal gal, and there's been a lot of to do lately with you know supposed you know. Uh, female gratuitous, you know, panty shots and whatever, like in Star Trek and a whole bunch of other things. Well, Star Trek, it was pretty fucking blatant. Why, that was bull- why is why is his shirt off in this so fucking much? I don't. I mean, think and, it's and as, why is that? Uh, why is that a double? Much. Why is that a double standard though? That's There's two like- seconds of her and her panties in that movie. Three fourths of this flick, his shirt is off. I don't. No. That's an exaggeration. I know. But, he's not three fourths of that. When did he take it off? But like right at the beginning, why? When he's saving people in a fire, why does he have no shirt on? His shirt probably got burned off. That makes sense. Why are his pants he still there? He was on then? fire. He was on why fire. Why are his pants still there? His upper. Give chest him the was full Monty, ladies and gentlemen. Adam Portress. So, I'm trying to so, tell you, he was on fire when he opened the door. Did you not see the flames all over his yeah. body? It burned his shirt off. Okay. So, 
So Adam, Adam, basically, what you're saying is that it's your problem with the movie isn't isn't that it shirts off a lot. It's that there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough of it. I, okay. say, I wanted more male nudity. Damn it! <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up the, my love of the Tudors, and that's how I knew Harry Cavill. Well, no, no, no. It's just no, but that that's my thing. It's like, but do you think that there, these days that there is kind of a double standard here? There kind that, of is. You know, I mean, because... you can look at different pictures, especially with how Scarlett Johansson is shot versus everyone else in the Avengers. That's a very valid argument, and it's kind of... But what about the beefcake? What about the verses on the beefcake? Now, nobody, you know, nobody says word one about that. The what? The, be- the d- dudes. Oh, dudes. No <laughs> one says, no one says, what? You know what I was referencing? The beefcake. All I the could think cake. of is fucking South Park. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, just like. Or the, Brutus you know, the Barber, but the big, anyway. The big- <laughs> wow. <laughs> but no, the big, like, you know, the hunky dudes and stuff where, you know, there's, there's plenty of, you know, well, manly. There's, more, there's like, there's the, more the of man chest showing, but when women, it's not just chest, it's ass, it's everything. Well, I'm sure there were, I mean, unless you want to talk about the Jill Schumacher Batmans, then <laughs> Good Lord. There, we go, there we go. We've got equal, we're on but, equal ground but, there. But you know, like, you know, Chris Hemsworth coming out and Thor with his shirt off and she's just like, oh, he's hot for a homeless man or whatever the fuck the line was. It's just like, there's gratuitous well, okay, shit in there for this. women too. Get this. All right. I just, I'm. You know. All right, I'm gonna destroy your argument right now. Go Do you right remember ahead. the end of the movie? And this is a little spoiler. Not really doesn't tell anything, but when he leaves, the general and the general and that lady that's with him, she's obviously a high-ranking officer in a top-secret area. She has a big-ass grin on her face, and the general's all, "Hey, why are you grinning?" And now I was expecting, "Oh, he really got you," or that was a funny little, you know, repartee. I just think it's kind of hot. Do you oh. hear dudes saying that about? Oh, that, yeah, I, we do. We just don't let other women hear it. No, in a movie though. No, you, I've got, nah. I've, I, I, I have a very cute moment with that because I saw this. I saw this movie with my kids. Oh, I face palmed. You could hear it in the theater. I just went <laughs> like that. Just Picard face palm with my hand. I was like, oh, that's awful. But anyway, everyone. I, I, I have two daughters. They're both teenagers. And when the <laughs> when the woman says, "I just think he's kind of hot," <laughs> my youngest turns to my oldest and goes. I think he's hot too. <laughs> <laughs> and my oldest comes back with, "Yeah, duh, he's Superman." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is fucking cool. Uh, the so so uh, uh, another problem I have with it, to get back to the movie. The, the another problem I have with it is is just just how long we're on Krypton for. We are on Krypton Ooh. a long, long time. I mean, about a half hour, really. Yeah. And, and and you know there's wide vista shots and and the techno and you get to see the technology and and I get all that but but we could have found that out later at some point what their because the because the timeline which I I loved I loved the timeline of this movie where where you know it's not it's not okay here's him on Krypton and then hey here's him growing up and then here's him I dug uh, that too I thought that was great. I thought that was the, the the way that they the way that the plot advances and goes backwards and advances because that as as long as the movie feels at two and a half hours, it would have felt three and a half yeah. hours long if they would have done that. Absolutely, and I, I guarantee that that was that was a Christopher Nolan thing right there. Yeah, you think because it, really, when you look at, at like his body of work, the man has a long history of nonlinear storytelling, and. Um, 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm more than certain that the nonlinear aspect of this came from him. And like you said, I, I, I while I, in some parts, just because they flash back to things, I, I don't necessarily believe that you needed. I mean, you could take the entire, you know, uh, saving the one bully. I understand the scene. I know why it's there. But, like, if you take that out and the subsequent other, you know, stuff of him, like, working at an IHOP, it, you, that's ten minutes of the film. That was hilarious, though. Bullies, where are you going to work at? I hop. I hop. <laughs> Enjoy your <laughs> lives. But, uh, you know, it, while not always the greatest choice for what they put in there, the way that they did it, you're absolutely right. It, w- it would have se- seemed like it was at least three and a half hours if you'd have just gone through. It's like, fuck, can we please just get off of this damn planet? Um, one of the great things in this movie is, it's and almost to its detriment, is its action scenes. If you look back on a lot of Superman films, especially uh, uh, the last one, there was just there was one great big set piece, and the rest was kind of crap. Right. And mm-hmm. this this had a shitload of action in it. Most of it pretty good, even if you couldn't follow it all the time. It was damn impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Despite you the know, fact that we've killed so many people, and the amount of damage yeah. on Metropolis is unfucking believable. And, and and that one street on Main Street in Smallville. Where all the boy that boy that road took a beating. <laughs> well, all I could think of is while that was going on, is here a Superman? Hey, I'm gonna take time out of my fight to save this dude falling out of a helicopter. But fuck everyone else in this <laughs> in this street, and now, that now, are see, probably burned to a crisp from the. Now gas that station. is that is one of the things. Now you know this isn't spoiler territory. Obviously, there's going to be you know a big big fights in, in a Superman movie, especially this one. Um, but. That is one of the big bone of contention that a lot of people have with this film is that and, – and you talked about it, Sean. It's like Superman is supposed to be the best of humanity and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And Superman really doesn't fucking seem to care a lot. I mean like if you look at the other Superman films, a lot of times while he is fighting, he's still trying to save people. There's so much wanton destruction in this film. And okay, so – the fight in Metropolis is really bad with him and Zod, and all I could think of is all the poor people that didn't evacuate in time. Speaking of poor people, so here, here's the thing: they, they, uh, BuzzFeed, who you know, they are what they are. Reposters but, of original content on Reddit. People. Just go to Reddit but instead they, of Buzzfeed. Yeah, but they did. Uh, they they contacted this place uh, called, uh, but about Watson Technical Consulting. And had them put together more or less figures of what the uh, damage to Metropolis was. Now, to give you an idea, the 9-11, just the physical damage of 9-11 cost $55 billion. Okay? And the uh, economic effects and everything was like another uh, $123 billion. Here's where the numbers break down. Here's what they broke down the numbers as far as what Man of Steel did. Uh, so they figure about 129,000 people confirmed dead, probably 250,000 people missing, and at least a million people injured. The impact was comparable to uh, – it says the impact was comparable to uh, the Nagasaki pretty much. They say monetarily the entire city of Metropolis probably will have lost $750 billion in physical damage alone, and the overall impact will be over $2 trillion. I would imagine, but of course you could blame a lot of that on Zod, but all I could think of is while we're doing this, you know, and 
Superman's throwing Zod through buildings and we don't, but shoving stuff. He and didn't really. It's it's so interesting to me because you know those buildings weren't all fucking evacuated it's no. impossible for that to happen and and the ones that were evacuated and out buildings fell in on those people and fucking killed them yeah well all i could think of too is watching it would be fun you know in austin powers have you ever seen the first austin powers movie and you no. watch the deleted scenes oh shut up the deleted scenes where you remember the guy that's standing in front of the slow roller and he's going ah it's michael mcdonald i think is that guy's name from mad tv yeah. he screamed for a long time and then he finally gets rolled over and one of the funniest things about the deleted scenes from that movie, it actually has Rob Lowe in it. And it, it talks about, hey, here's his family. We're all happy that he got a promotion. You know, he's got oh, kids. Yeah. And <laughs> and they're all at this restaurant and they're ready for the party. And then Rob Lowe gets the call that that guy died. And it's just everyone sad. And all I could think of is all the scenes like that from all the people that Zod and Superman alone fucked up from that fight. All, it was like yeah so what what do you what do you think about that sean as far as far as like the legacy of superman and it it seemed just like i said wanton destruction of of metropolis and it's like couldn't you have like really kind of flown up into the stratosphere and gotten some shit done up there yeah they got uh, they got that wrong and i that that's very zack snydery to me um especially you know what about all those people enjoying their breakfast at ihop (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, no shit. Or the poor farmer that's now fucked on his silos. He probably had all sorts of grains and shit in there, and right. now he's lost all that money because you know what is it? Zod got tossed through it by Superman. Right. You know the the the, the first the first Zod movie, the Superman two. Um, they got that right where because Superman is constantly constantly saving innocent bystanders over and over again. Where there's a there's a huge girder that's about to land in the middle of the street and people can't get out of the street in time. And Superman stops what he's doing and he goes to to save all those people. And this movie does not do that very well. Um, I, I, I will say that about the movie um, that the, just the the countless countless deaths over and over again and 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 you know all of the destruction that happens in Smallville is his fault. It is Superman's fault yeah. because instead of taking them into one of the millions of cornfields that they could have gone to in Kansas. Trust me, there ins- are a lot. <laughs> he instead goes to Main Street. Yeah. That is his own fault. That's on Superman. That's on Kal-El right there. And you know, at the same time, also think about this is that um, he he does it. He, oh, I just fucking lost my train of thought. <laughs> but he... Yeah, it's it's like he doesn't oh he doesn't think about, you know, that really in essence he's the one who brought Zod there. So that never really you know filters into anything. Zod would have never come to Earth for any reason if it weren't for him. And yet well, his thought is should, I'm going to stick around here. I mean, are we going to go into spoilers at this point? Because we can do that if you want to. All right, let's go ahead and. Uh, but uh, all right, so let's let's quickly wrap up what we thought about the movie, and then we'll head into spoilers. So if people don't want to get spoiled on anything, but so Laura, what, what overall, what did you think about the movie? All right, some problems, but all right. What, what do you give it out of five stars? Mm, three and a half. Okay, John. Um, you know, for it, it's it, this movie's so weird because they get. They, they get the, the, the wanted destruction wrong, but a lot of the other stuff, like a lot of the small stuff, they do get right. Like, like the fact that he's he's um, uh, in his downtime, he's wearing a royal shirt. You know, when they're when they're watching TV at the Kent house, 
they're they're actually watching a Jayhawks game. Yeah. You know, like they get that stuff right, and so it's so weird to me that they get the small that some of the small stuff they 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 just totally nail, and then something as easy as hey maybe Superman should knock some of that debris out of people's way, yeah, or hey let's go into the stratosphere instead of into downtown basically Manhattan to fight, mm. you know things of that nature, uh, but overall, um, I, I, I love I, I, I love this movie. I, I really, really like this movie. I'm going to see it again. Um, uh, out of five stars, I give it four and a half stars. Wow, very nice, very generous. Uh, I am. Uh, I, I think I'm about the same uh, same plane as Laura here. I'm going about three and a half. I, I did enjoy it quite a bit. I mean, when it comes out on Blu-ray, it'll definitely be a purchase. Um, performance is great in it. I really did not think that we'd be seeing uh, Russell Crowe nearly as much as we did, and I, and I thoroughly enjoyed. You know. What what he did with uh, his role? Because he was Maximus. Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for him to sing. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Hell, number uh, five, four, three. Has he, has <laughs> You're Superman, him? and you're flying through the air. Do you think that he's redeemed himself from uh, from from Les Mis? From I don't think he did nearly as bad as everybody I fucking actually, thought he did in that I movie. I mean, he's like he's not like you know. You really want to see some bad fucking singing? See Pierce Brosnan and Mamma Mia. Jesus, yeah, that is right. the worst you will ever hear an actor sing. I love Abba, and I hate that movie. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, all right, so with that, we're going to jump right into spoilers. Warning. Warning. The following contains spoilers. You have been warned. Okay. So let's uh, let's get into spoilers here. Sean, you had a little something on your mind. I do. The first the first thing is, is all the Jesus iconography. Oh, my God. Um, you know, where else... Where else are they going to go with that, really? It's I mean, true. And like I said, I, I don't have a problem with it at all. It's just I think it was a little heavy-handed. That's all. Sure. I got it. It's the setup for the Justice League. The Justice League is going to be his disciples. <laughs> oh, oh my God. That's almost kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! That's holy crap. Who's going to deny him? Who's, den- who's denying Superman? Got to be. Got to be Aquaman, right? I mean, maybe, but who's going to be his Judas? Is it going to be? Yeah, it's Aquaman. Yeah. Aquaman's going to be Judas. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, Aquaman. Aquaman is Judas. Um, the Flash is the Flash is probably John. I don't know. <laughs> we really, really going to break it down. <laughs> Flash is John the Baptist. <laughs> oh man, and, somebody's uh, going to do that. Super. I'm uh, not Superwoman. Listen to me. Wonder Woman is going to be Mary Magdalene. <laughs> so much. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, that's yeah. But overall, like I like I said, I don't have a problem with. It. I just thought it was a little bit over the top, where it was just like, okay, could you be any more obvious with what you're trying to do? Well, that's David Goyer, man. David Goyer. That's true. That's that. What probably was him. He beats you over the head with that stuff. There's no. There's no subtext to it. It's look at look at. He's the new Jesus. He's the new Jesus. I mean, he does that a lot. Yeah. Um. It, it, as, as as far as the as far as the spoiler stuff goes, you know, uh, uh, I, I was talking to my brother in law about it when he goes back to Earth, when he goes back to Earth. Does he really have to put the arms out <laughs> over? Yeah, it's over the Jesus the Christ pose, right? Yeah, yeah. he has to, he has to do the he has to go into the Christ pose really right after. Does it was just like, come on, Steiner, just. <laughs> Reel it in a little bit, please. For the love of God, reel it in a little bit. For the love of for the Jor-El. love of Jor-El. <laughs> for the love of Kal El, Kal El, 
It's like, oh my gosh. But um, okay, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the killing of Zod. That very yeah. interesting choice for him to kill Zod. Now I've listened to um, and uh, I, I think I'll try to link it up in the actual um uh, notes for this at thefilmfind dot com. I'll, I'll link it up with this, but um. Empire Magazine uh, over in the UK did an interview with both Zack Snyder and David Goyer and uh, talking about, uh, you know, all kinds. It's a very spoilerific podcast, but they talk about uh, their decision to have him kill Zod, and it's it's really quite interesting. Um, the way that they kind of approached it, and, and they said initially Christopher Nolan was like, no, you can't fucking kill. He's, he doesn't kill. This is why, you know, he doesn't do this. And they were like, well... We kind of we want to kill him because we want to uh, basically give kind of the reason why he has the later mantra that he that he does of not killing. Right. So essentially, that was like and his blood curdling scream for why he had to do what he did because you know he doesn't want to kill literally the last of his kind, right. but at the same time he doesn't want to you know destroy this planet that is his home. So and, and by the way. Spock, that's how you're fucking. That's how you do a scream, motherfucker. Oh, Zachary Quinto. But no, I was gonna say the thing that killed me because I didn't get into it when we were talking about the wanton destruction with Superman and like all the poor people that just got fucked up from that fight. Out of everyone, they get fucked up. Everyone, these random four, this random family that Zod is slowly but surely going to laser with his eyes. That was the breaking point. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna kill these four people. Heaven forbid, you know, the, the millions of others, hundreds of thousands at least, that have already died, I'm not going to let you laser these, this, this family of four. That He's was, right there. Now, He's right there. Uh, granted, granted, granted. Now, and there's no other choice for him to do that. And, like, and it, it really is that, like, you have to lead him down this particular road in order for him to kill Zod. So, like, I don't begrudge him that, but uh, because th- that needs to happen in order for the thing to happen. But it is kind of like it is ironic that it's like, oh, so 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 now we we when you have to look at the you know the people in the eye and that's another MPAA thing right there. We let so many fucking people die and this is a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, and that's interesting. But as long as you don't see them die, I guess it's okay, yeah. right? If it's off screen, it's fine. Yeah, you know, just implied death. I don't mean nothing. The the. But if you imply someone gave a blowjob, that's an R. I, I have no I have no problem with them. With them going after the the canon of Superman, I, I don't. I, 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 all I care about is is the story, and it is to me it's a much more interesting story if he has to kill this guy, and now he he has to make an oath to himself. Now I can never kill again. I have to find every way to not kill again. Um, that's far more interesting than just oh I'm not going to ever kill anyone ever. Uh, to me, I think that's that's a lot more interesting. And you know they go after they go after the fact that Lois Lane not only knows that he's Superman, she knows he's Superman before anyone else does. Right. Um, you know, I, I I had no problem with that. I have no problem with um, you know Jor-El's a badass scientist who who gets in gets in scrapes and fights and all that other stuff. And has super no sperm. I have no problem with any of that. Oh, that was one of the things that I did that I did really like about the movie is that he would have been out of place if he was in on Krypton. Also, he would he would he was he's he's in both worlds. He is he is different. Uh, 
That's true. Because, I didn't think about that. But because right. he's not a he's not a pod person like everyone else has been for hundreds of years on Krypton. He's the first natural birth. So he would have been he would have been an oddity because he wasn't genetically engineered to do something like Zod is. Where Zod is genetically engineered to be a, a wartime general, which I thought was such a great a, a great aspect to this movie where you know the lines are the lines, and that's Goyer. But the where you know I have been genetically engineered to to save Krypton and to save Kryptonians, and I'm willing to do anything it takes to make that happen. And you have taken that away from me, so now I'm going to take everything away from you. That's right. a great moment. That's a mm-hmm. great moment. Yeah, I, and, and like I said, I, I think that is a great idea of 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 the genetic kind of you know listing of everything and being able to make that a, a thing. And I was I was very impressed because it's like I, I as is my understanding, I don't think that that's ever really been talked about. Right, right, and uh, it, it it has it has in the in in the last has it? In the last couple of years. But, but it, you know, it was taken from the the Jeff Johns and and, and okay. James Robinson stuff. But that's that's great. I'm, I'm glad I got to see that on screen. I, I, I was surprised to see it actually because it's not it's not something that you know somebody who just wants to see a really fun Superman movie might necessarily think. Oh, well, that's that's really cool actually. Yeah. But the, the way they, the way they did it, I thought it, it really it really worked. Well, let's talk about a couple of the uh, little. Uh Slight Easter eggy things, of course. I think everybody saw the big giant uh, LexCorp Lex Corp, uh, mm-hmm. uh, tanker trucks there, and <laughs> yeah. I, there was. I, I was. I was told there was another kind of LexCorp thing somewhere earlier in it, kind of like a, in the little sign that it was like LexCorp. We write the future, like the future is uh, here or us or something along those I lines. Didn't catch I didn't that. see it either, but that, that's what, what I've heard. And um, and I heard you can't really make it out too well, but the uh, the drone that he brings down at the end of the film. Uh, you see, like kind of a Wayne Tech thing, almost. On oh, that. really? You can't. I, I heard, as, from what I understand, you can't really, you can't read it too well, and you can't like maybe read the whole name. But like, if you look real close, you can kind of see that it's a Wayne Tech t- sort of thing. That's, oh, that's cool. that is my understanding. Now, um, on the Empire podcast, they they have a good idea as to uh, a reason for all the wanton destruction, and I think they do some brilliant fucking uh, you know conjecturing on that podcast. And uh, they think that um, there's with so much destruction, it could actually be all of the reconstruction of Metropolis could be taken care of by Lex Luthor, uh, which is a really uh, fucking smart idea. And they can build Lex Luthor up to be this kind of hero of Metropolis, but when in fact you know you know he's you know a bad dude. So yeah. I thought, wow, that that's a really interesting thought, and I'm stealing this from you, Laura. Well, Mike Lawrence. Mike, well, yeah, because I'm stealing what you say, but Mike Lawrence, uh, a fucking great comedian. He just put a new album out, Sadamantium, which is which um, mirrors <laughs> the Wolverine number one cover that uh, Frank Miller did. It's that's awesome. It is a great cover. It's him, like you know, he's got this big fucking finger. beard. He's like he's coming here and it's like he's got a big little tear dropping down his face and the back of it looks like oh it's it's so fucking great so like, if you know like that wolverine number one it's so fucking great sad amantium that's great it, it's good stuff but uh he he wrote this thing on facebook which was like the ultimate holy fuck they need to make a superman 2 right now and i will pay you 50 dollars to see it right fucking now he said lex luther should be played by brian cranston it's fucking over. 
pretty How great. is that not the most brilliant casting ever? Let's why is that why is that not happening right now? It's pretty great. Holy but shit. I, I don't want to see Lex Luthor in the next movie because they're gonna be making another one of these. Well, but yeah. I don't want to see Lex Luthor in the next one unless he's like, you know, uh, just building, build, rebuilding Metropolis and all that jazz. That's fine, but I don't want to see him as the, as the big bad in the second movie. I, I would rather see anyone else besides Lex Luthor. Oh, that's true. But I, w- I also want to talk about this, and and I, I, I'm, I'm, I regret that I didn't talk about it before spoilers, but whatever. I mean, most people that are listeners have probably seen it. But I think that's one of the problems with the Superman movies, especially like Superman Returns, is that everybody in Hollywood has had such high regard for the Donner film. Right. Or Donner films, depending upon how you look at it, because he got fired halfway in between two. So um, so that's half his movie in a way. But everyone is very beholden to those movies, and so much so – and that's what I liked about this one is that it was not – you know, it didn't have to have that hundred percent kind of like that's still canon and all that stuff. We can kind of go away from that, mm-hmm. and but that's what that's what uh, Brian Singer Superman did was it held too close to the Donner type stuff so much so that it became exactly the same kind of land grabby bullshit that it was you know in the original Superman, which is a fucking lame superhero or supervillain plot. It's lame and it's boring. Why would we're gonna make this whole in the sky? Prices will skyrocket. Fucking who cares? So lame. And have Cal Penn stab Superman with a kryptonite shirt. Why is Cal Penn in that fucking movie? Too much he doesn't have a single line. Jesus. So awful. And there's so many bad things about that movie. And you thought, didn't we all think Kevin Spacey would be an amazing Lex Luthor? Didn't we? Everybody thought that. I thought it. I think it. he worked with the material he was given. Oh, no. It's not his fault. It's Brian Singer's fault, which I honestly, it's, I'm very, I'm so scared for the new X-Men movie. I really, really am. I don't, I don't know if Brian Singer has that magic in him anymore. I think it's, I think it's gone. I think he got very lucky. I think the beginning of his career was so fucking great, you know, at people, usual suspects. Then the X-Men movie, it's like he had a good fucking career and like, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I think he just, I think it's gone. I, I, I hope he can prove me wrong. I hope he can prove me wrong and it comes out and the sex is good, but like, boy, I wish Matthew Vaughn was doing it instead. I yeah, me too. I do too. Uh, but you know, days of future past is what the, is what, is what it's based on this new, this new X-Men movie. Which is like, oh boy, I, I hope you do it justice because it's going to be tough. Days of future past again. I'm really bad here. I am an X-Men fan, but I can't remember exactly what that line is or that story. They're in the. It's it's the first. It's the first post-apocalyptic. Oh, with the Sentinels and shit. Yeah. And Bishop. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Bishop. It's before. It's pre-Bishop. Pre-Bishop. I. But I guarantee a Bishop will be in. I. I, oh, I, I, I want to say that they've. I've heard somebody saying there was Bishop was going to be in this one for sure. I would imagine. Um, I would. Is that the one with the cover where it's like two of them? I can't remember who it is, but they're standing, and in the back you could see where pictures of former mutants and they're showing that they're deceased or something like yes. that. Okay, yes. gotcha. Yeah, that's it's it's the run from the early '80s. It's 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 real. It's a really great story. Even today, if you read it, it's still very good. Um, but I, you know, Brian Singer as the as the director. I don't know. I, I don't know. I hope it's great. I Is Hater writing the script? I don't know. Oh. That's a good question. Solid Snake. I do not know. Beats me. Okay. Anyways. But yeah, so well, like, I, I I wonder if Snyder will be back for uh, for Man of Steel two or whatever we decide to call it, Super of Man, Man of 
Well, it'll probably the, spectacular the, Superman. I, I would guess that they're probably going to do the same thing they did uh, in the '90s when they killed off Superman, because Man of Steel is the is the is John Irons, right? Uh, the the Man of Tomorrow is the it'll probably be Man, Man yeah. of Tomorrow. It'll be one of those. It'll you know, Big Blue Boy Scout, whatever. It'll now, be do we believe? And this is something I saw uh, thought about too. When he goes onto the ship there and sees all the dead Kryptonians in there, and there's one open one, uh, Supergirl? Hello? Is that going to be Supergirl? I name? don't know. I forget Supergirl's Hello? version. Hello? Hello? Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> oh, Sean just dropped, so uh, we're going to try to reconnect with I him. I scared the Lionel Richie out of him. Yeah. <laughs> scared the Lionel Richie out of him. Who says that? I do because I'm cool. You do. You're pretty. You're pretty cool. Anyways, but yeah. So uh, while we're trying to reconnect with uh, Sean here, there's um there's that one scene where he goes through and um kind of wipes off one of the little bays that are all up in there, all up in the big ship that's mm-hmm. in North Pole, where the fuck it's at, and he goes through. And you only see it for about you know a second or so, but there's one of the open pods. One of the pods is open, and there's no one in there. But Supergirl, I've heard of origin. I've, I don't know. It's been a long time, and there's several different other ones out there. And like I, I, I don't know a whole hell of a lot about Supergirl to be quite frank. But um, I just heard a conjecture that that might be a way to shoehorn her in there somehow. I, I don't know. Anyways, all right, everybody, we got Sean back on the line now through his iPhone. Fun times. <laughs> Sound quality is not fantastic, but we're wrapping up the show anyhow. All right, so um, basically, um, I, I think that's about it for 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 us. Um, I I think we all enjoyed the film to a degree, and Sean, you apparently just loved it. I really did, man. I I I, I was so surprised because I thought I was going to hate it, especially at the yeah, where I was like, oh man, Superman's dad's out of again. <laughs> you know, it's just really awful. And, and 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 you know, I would never do something like like walk out of a Superman movie because I just wouldn't do it. But it, it, I was not having fun in the beginning, and for to go to what it ended up being, because the stuff you know, this I really like the stuff they really nailed is him. Just going on a journey, trying to figure out: am I am I going to be the guy that everyone wants me to be, or am I going to hide for the rest of my life? And I thought they did that really great, and that was real. To me, that's the best part of the movie. Laura, final thoughts? Mm, too bad, but I just want to say once again: Michael Shannon is the man. Just look when he's trembling with rage and those little eye twitches. Oh, so good. So, so good. good. Sorry. I just That is like a nice little touch that you just don't see people do anymore. That man can do rage like no one else. Like, ah, you got to watch Boardwalk Empire, Adam. Oh, is that the show he's on, Boardwalk Empire? Yes. Oh. Which, which character does he play? Is he the one with the half a face? No, no, no. That's, um, oh, shit. That's Angelica Houston's nephew. His, his name is... I can't think of his name right now, unfortunately. Martin Houston. Well, his last name is Jack Houston. Actually, I think is his name. I think, but uh, no, he plays. Um, he was a federal agent busting, you know, speakeasies and and stuff. But his character's taken a very interesting arc. But that, oh, 
So good. That's where I first saw him. Is he is, so? Is he a bad guy on Boardwalk Empire? Well, I guess they're all bad guys. No, he wasn't. He was like someone who was just like chaotically good, almost. I guess you could say because he was. He's a religious guy. He's very religious, and at the beginning, he's just so strict, like bad and good, like good and, and evil. It's black and white. There is no shade of gray. You know, it, it, it's crazy. And then just to see his the breakdown and change of his character through the seasons is pretty. It's pretty fantastic. Oh, speaking of which, you know, uh, I watched all. Every single one of the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Aren't they greatly terrible? They they are they are fantastically terrible. They're fun They're times. Fun. But man alive, when they get to five and everybody shows up for that one, I, I was all on board. I was like, man, they even got the black guy from two in this one. That's awesome. <laughs> five was actually really really good. I like it. I like it. But you're it, it, the crazy part about it is you really have to sit through so much garbage to get to. The- <laughs> That's true. And, and now, and now James Wan's taking over that franchise, and you know, I don't know how that's going to go. I work with James Wan; he's a great dude, but I don't know if he's great for that movie. <laughs> he he directed one of them already, right? The third one. Uh, no, no, no. That was um. Hold on, I'm trying to think. Oh, that was oh. I my brain, I'm, my brain's just farting out on me here as to who's directing what. Oh, b- 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 oh, Justin Lin. Justin Lin started with with three. Oh, he did. So he, yeah, he did. He did. I think he did three, four, five, six. Oh, if I'm not mistaken, which I may be. I've uh, I've been known to mistake before. <laughs> he's he he's a he's a nice guy. He was great to me, uh, and he had no reason to be great to me. Um, so uh, you know, I wish him the best. I hope that they're awesome, but you know, I don't know if he's right. Yeah. To get back to to get back to super one more time one yeah. more time um, uh, I love the direction they're going in this with this franchise to see what they do next and you know how many mo- how many superhero movies can you say that about really you know uh, the, I, 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 I I'm apprehensive about what they're gonna do with Iron Man next yeah what the, you know where are they going with that because I don't think they're gonna Robert Downey Jr. for that for for another Iron Man movie he, he costs too much money to, to do it now. It's true, but like they, they, you know he's 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 keeps he's consistently bringing in the dough for him. So it's 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 up to and and the funny part is is he's like they're so pissed off because they've they've had to pay him so much back end money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he makes percentage. Yeah. He makes- of that and he made a percentage of the Avengers. Of the Avengers, he made a percentage of. Wonder what it's like swimming around that Scrooge McDuck size fucking vault he's got rolling for him. Especially when you've got those demons that he's got inside of him. Oh, oh I could only imagine how he's just he probably meets with a therapist every day just going, Please, dear God, do not let me get off this track that I'm on. I'm doing too well. Please don't let me throw this away. You know, I mean, he was always he was he's always been great, but it was you know it was always like, well, can we can we trust him? Can we put him on our movie? I mean, he's, yeah. which Robert Downey Jr. are we going to get? And he seems to finally have it together. Fine. That's always liked. I saw him uh, a couple. I think like right after Iron Man, and I think he was like on Leno or something, and uh, he was asked, uh, you know, which would you rather have this? Uh, 
you know, you, you did all these great, you know, former roles and stuff and got all these, you know, you know, honors and awards and stuff like that. Would you rather have all these awards or like a or would you like to have like this a big giant, you know, blockbuster movie? He's like blockbuster. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'd rather have this. This is like way better. People are like, you know, paying attention to me. I'm being respected for what I do. So it's like, he's like, I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But whether, you know, that as opposed to like, well, six people saw the film, but they really enjoyed it. <laughs> right. Right. It, 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 and yeah, he's the most bankable star in the world now. Crazy. It, it's It's insane. It's insane. But yeah, okay. So my final thoughts on Superman. Um, like I said, I, I didn't absolutely loved it, but I certainly enjoyed it. And uh, you're right. I can't wait to see what they're going to be doing with the uh, sequel of it. That uh, and hopefully it doesn't take too awful long. And I really hope they don't try to just shoehorn a Justice League just to do it because Marvel did it. And Marvel, Marvel paid their dues with uh, the Avengers movie. They got their shit out there, and it doesn't seem like you know DC is going to go quite that direction and giving everyone their own movie first because it would just take too long. And they want to jump on that money bandwagon as soon as they can. And I just don't think that they have the wherewithal to do it correctly it took them this long to get a halfway decent superman film it, you know they finally got off three good batman films let's just you know don't try to bite off more than you can chew agreed agreed the ne- you know the next the next plot in my in my opinion it should be brainiac brainiac needs to be the bad guy in the new one because we haven't seen that and yeah. it's, it's even bigger than zod it's a it's a big deal so, yeah. Here's to hoping for uh, Zack Snyder or whomever is going to helm the next installment of uh, Superman. And, uh, well, that about wraps it up for us this week. I think, uh, hopefully, Matt should be back uh, next week. We had, uh, like I said, he had a little internet problem and stuff. So we're next week we're going to be talking about The Purge, um, which, which we all saw uh, not too long ago, last weekend. And uh, I think we're also going to be covering uh, World War Z, based, based from what I understand very loosely on the uh, Max Brooks uh, novel. And uh, I, 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 World War Z is like I want to see it, but I really do not have high hopes for this film at all. Oh, I, I, I you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to be good, but it, it, I'm, I'm hoping it's entertaining enough to be entertaining. And at the end of the day. I can't. All I'm saying is it can't be more boring than the second season of uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah, get out! Get out of the farm! <laughs> farm. I don't want my son living in a world like this. Yeah, no shit. You've been saying that for six episodes now. Can we move the fuck on? I know that's a show I gave up. Yeah. Washed my hands of that shit. Boring. Anyways. All right, everybody, if you want to, uh, you know, contact us about the show or anything like that, feel free to email us at thefilmfind at gmail.com. Uh, go to thefilmfind at gmail.com, and there you can click on the button to subscribe to us on iTunes. And uh, when you subscribe to us on iTunes, do us a favor. Go ahead and leave us a review, and that just helps our podcast get out to other podcasts and uh, things like that. Uh, I don't do this enough on the podcast, so I need to do this. Uh, uh, where can we find everyone on the internet so they can find out what they want to uh you know anything like your twitter handle or whatever what do you got larry laura i can't remember the last time i used my twitter so uh, so they'll give you an excuse people will follow you and you want to do something so uh, uh yeah follow laura on twitter at at laura l-a-u-r-a mava m-a-e-v-a that's me sean i i believe you have a twitter yes 
I do. Uh, you can you can find me on Twitter at Turbo Sweet, and, and I have uh, uh, I have a column that I do at uh, Charlotte Magazine that is um, called Famous Adjacent. You can find it through Charlotte Magazine. Just just type in the search bar Famous Adjacent, and I have a website at robotjohnson.com. Excellent. And as always, you can follow me at Adam Portra at, at Adam Portress on Twitter as well as the uh Twitter program for the Film Find at the Film Find. And uh all of that uh, social media stuff. Same uh, same thing for Instagram and uh, all that uh, you know, you name it. And the Facebook.com slash the film find. Like us on there. Uh leave us a comment and uh, all that stuff. So uh for Sean Keenan, Laura Portress. Yeah, see, i got to stop saying the character all the time. Laura Portress, I'm Adam Portress, and we'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Hey, John, uh, John I hope you listened all the way through. <laughs> Too many words on the tip of my tongue, and I can never figure out when to speak, when to shout, when to shut up, when to knock myself out. I need a brainwash, cream in her back. I need the clutter off, thrown in the trash. My brother-in-law listened to the last episode, and I, I didn't even know that he would he would ever listen because I didn't know he was paying attention. And he uh, <laughs> he goes, "Hey, I listened to I listened to the podcast you talking about Star Trek. Wow, you sure do curse a lot." <laughs> <laughs> you know, my my there he's such a great dude. He's such a great dude, and and I uh, and so I said to him. I promise you I will not curse a single time on, <laughs> on the next time I'm on. <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't curse one time. Are things coming out of your right ear more than left ear, or am I just definitely weird? You're weird. It's equal to me. Okay. I may just be wearing the headphones funny. That's a possibility. Anyway. Fix your cans. Fix your cans. My cans need to be fixed, man. My cans are broken. Stiff. Alrighty. Here we go. Coming back. What what's the um what do you figure the porno title for Man of Steel is? Hmm. There's gotta be something, right? Steel. Man of Steel. Would they just I don't know, would they just replace man with like cock of steel or dick of Bone steel? Bone of steel. Bone of steel. Yeah, I would think. Bone I don't know. It's kinda weak. That is kinda weak, but can if you think you of any good- porno thing that rhymes with steel? 
No, I can't. The, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of Cock of Steel Appeal? I don't know. That's really dumb. It's, I'm not saying it's good. You I'm just throwing out porns. ideas. I'm, you can't name pornos. Hey, good. The best, the best porno name I've ever heard that's a, 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 a like a, a, you know, on a famous movie is Men and Black Men is by far <laughs> the best one. Nice. Uh, that's great. That is that is great. I'm always going to think of that now whenever we get on that ride again. <laughs> Men in black. I don't know. The most ridiculous one I ever... I never saw it, but I saw clips because I remember it was posted on something awful years ago was Edward Penis Hands. Yeah. That one. Oh, God. Because, yeah, penises as fingers. Yeah. That makes sense. I saw a uh, I saw a clip from a uh, Ghostbusters one. Oh, I saw that. Oh, my God. That oh. was just... That was pretty bad. All it was was just a guy wearing a spaghetti colander as a hat. <laughs> With, like, diodes coming out of it. And then they're just fucking on the roof of a building. Infinitely hotter than uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, it's just like, whoa, this is the Rick Moranis character? Rick Moranis probably sitting at home going, it's a pretty good likeness. It's not bad. 